listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Uh, yeah, Garage. It's wide left. It's wide left. Mason Crosby. Guys, Garage. 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 Fantasy, Fantasy cast. Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? You still did better. <laughs> you still did better than Mason Crosby. I, I think so. I think a little bit, yeah. Um, guys, it's Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Um, that opening was brought to you by kickers all over the NFL this week. Jesus Christ. Um, another wild week. Uh, we're getting ready for week six of the NFL. Um, it's your boy Chase Holden joining with Jordan Gerald, uh, original garage guys in this bitch. And, um, we're going to be recapping last week, talking about this week, getting you guys ready. There's a lot of new news coming out. Um, and, uh, we're, we're, we're just, uh, it's another roots podcast, grassroots podcast. Going back, going back to the the beginning times, beginning yeah, times. I think, you know, going back, you know, towards chasing after being the goat. I think the first thing we talk about is yes, is the garage guy's goat. Just be clear, all yeah, right. The garage guy's goat. Well, no, the garage no, the guy's goat, goat. The goat of the NFC for sure. Well, uh, I mean, garage guy's goat to me. All right, is old Drew Breeze. Drew Brees is the goat of the passer rankings. He is the lead passer in the NFL now. Um, that game was phenomenal. I have to go ahead and just say before we even get started on going into fantasy this week, just I want everybody just to have a a ten second moment of silence for just Drew Brees' performance. Let's do that right now. Bro, look, 10 seconds is cool and all. That was 10 seconds. I mean, that, that was, was, like, 10 he, seconds. That was like he died, though, okay? Like, silence. We don't want to be silent about this shit. We want to tell everybody. Let bad everybody radio. Know. Bad, bad, bad podcast radio. Bad. Can't do that. Can't do that. <laughs> but we got well, we, we, to be happy. We did anyway. All right, so I, I was actually – of our listeners know right now, I'm out of state. Um, I'm in uh, South Carolina. I got – What? You're not in the state? Not in the state. No, I'm out of state. I'm out of state. I'm out of Louisiana. Out of out of out of Nolens. You're not in the state. Um, no oh, man, I miss you. <laughs> 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 I miss the shit out of you, man. But but thankfully we have And I am. How about that? Exactly. And thankfully we have this awesome app, Anchor. Even though we're not sponsored by them, cut the check, Anchor. Um, we, we were able to, uh, to make this podcast happen every week. So shout out to anchor. So we can continue to bring you guys the garage guys, Fantasy sports podcast. And nobody yeah. didn't know we don't get checks. 
Exactly. We like we like the checks. We need the checks. Somebody we cut need it. Checks. Please. please God. Anchor. Anchor <laughs> give it to us. One one way though that you can save a little money so you don't have to write big checks is you can check out Stat Route right now. Stat Route, we are able to give you guys twenty five percent off Stat Route. If you don't know what Stat Route is, go to statroute.com. Check it out. If you're a DFS player, go ahead and enter the promo code Garage Guys FF, not FS. FF, you'll get 25% off your subscription to Stat Route. This new product will help you guys win in DFS. It gives you every tool you need to know to win the big bucks if you don't live in Louisiana. Remember, can't do that there. That's a no-no. Yeah. So I've been I've been having fun. I've relocated. I have a new address here. And um, I've been winning me some cash on some DFS. And I've been using StatRoute to help me do that. So get over to StatRoute, Garage Guys FF. That's Garage Guys Frank Frank. And I use that promo code to get 25% off of your order. Um, but, yeah, man, I was, uh, I was at a little spot. And I was watching the game. And one thing that's crazy to me is that Traquan Smith's first touchdown pass is now in Canton. How, how does that feel? How does that feel for a rookie? You don't get to take the ball home. Like, did they give him a lace? They cut a little bit off of it. Like, like, what did they do? Uh, how, like, how, how how bad does every rookie want to be him right now? To be able to catch every, that pass. That that is phenomenal. And like, he's wearing Brandon Cook's old numbers. So Brandon Cook's is, you know, he's like concussed right now. Like his Salty. head's like spinning. Yeah, Salty. he he, but, was, he could have had it. I mean, it doesn't matter who really called it. To me, um, Drew Brees threw it. It looked scripted as fuck. All right, it did. And this is why people get to yell. You know, NFL's rigged. You know, this is this is why. All right. I've heard it all week. Yeah, the way, like, they – look, he's 35 yards away from breaking the record. All right? That's whenever – he, he wanted and, – and they planned to have his family on the field. They planned to stop the game. They planned all of this. All right? He's 35 yards away. They're like, okay, Breeze is coming on the field. Family come down. You know, I, in my opinion, all right, people want to say it's scripted. People want to say this and that and the other. I feel like this is nothing but an ingenious plan, an ingenious, ingenious play by none other than Sean Payton that he had drew up for this very occasion. Okay? That's my opinion. And what does this go back to, though? I've, I've talked about it, and I've said it. He wanted this. You, you've been saying all year, like, yeah, he's worried about winning. He's worried about this. He's worried about that. And, and like they kept putting the pedal to the metal the whole game. All right, so so you're saying that you're trying to, you're trying to imply that I was wrong. Let's talk about not that you were wrong. That let me finish. Let me finish. Okay, okay, okay. What has he said about this whole experience? I want this to mean the same for my teammates as it does for me because I would not have done it without them. What did he say? To Sean Payton, whenever he hugged him, let's go win a football game. He said okay. it. He said it in the pregame speech. This one's for us. No, no, he said he, he said this. He said this after he broke the record. After he broke the record, 
went over to his family. Well, Armstead was the first one to congratulate him, went over to his family. You know, the team had a little jumper. Then he went over to his family. Then he went to Sean Payton and gave him a big hug, and he told Sean Payton, let's go win a football game. I'm still standing towards that. I'm still standing towards, to me, Peyton Manning is a bigger man than to worry about himself. Did he know he was going to break the record this year? Hell yeah. All right. Everybody. Doesn't matter if it was Monday night. Doesn't matter if it was next, you know, not next Sunday, but Sunday after whenever they play again, if it's Thursday, Sunday, or Monday, whenever they're bye week. But, you know, he knew that he was going to break this record. And to to me, he, he, he still has and still always had and still always did have the end game of the Super Bowl. Tell me he I'm wrong. A, look, he does that, but he still has a lot more cushion to throw on this record. Um, he's definitely going to sit on this throne for a little while. And whenever you're thinking about that, you have to wonder, and, and I've been hearing this all week long. Um, and I say all week, I mean, one day, <laughs> um, but I, I've already had people text me today worried about Alvin Kamara. And I'm like, don't be dumb. Please don't be dumb. Um, I had somebody ask me literally, and I shit you not. Should they trade Eric Ebron and TJ Yeldon for Alvin Kamara? Yeah. How do you take that? <laughs> me? All right. If you, if you have a fantasy team and you drafted Alvin Kamara in the first round and you're yeah, – he, he did. He drafted him in the first. Your entire team is only winning because of Alvin Kamara's 35 to 40 points. You're going to see a decline, okay? In my opinion, it's true. All right, but you—that's that where the importance comes in. It's not going to score fantasy points. I'm not saying, you know, he's not going to be shit. I'm not. No, no. I'm just saying he is no longer the focal point of the ability to win games. That's all I'm saying. When, when you're looking, when you're looking at this now, that you know he has this record, he's going to keep throwing the ball. We know that he's been throwing the ball more this season. I, I wrote about this in CSC this week for my fantasy football. Very much to be more throwing the ball this season, by the way. Well, look, I wrote about this. This defense is coming back. They have a bye week now. They can focus on things. Mark Ingram's back. Yes, I, I, I had this feeling that Mark Ingram was going to be the 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 showman of the game because he's coming back. It was his debut for 2018. I saw that coming from a mile away. I did not, however, see Alvin Kamara only having around six fantasy points in PPR leagues. That threw me off a good bit. I told, told you that would happen? I'm just, I'm just curious for the record. Not 100%, but possibly you. you. That would happen. <laughs> possibly right. you. Like I said, Ingram's back. Saints won a Super Bowl now. They won a championship. They're going to win games. They're going to do and, – and like like what we were talking about earlier, Taysom Hill taking away touchdowns from both Kamara and Ingram. Yes. Okay. And that's You've something – You've got Trey Smith taking away from Michael Thomas. Well, You've first game – this, this is the, no, no, this is, this is Trey Con Smith's first game where he's been able to get out and get this done. So we'll see if this continues. You know, if you're in a deeper league, you're in the 14 to 16 man leagues, yes. Traquan better be on your damn roster. That's all I got to say. No, I'm not saying start him at all. I'm not saying deep I'm, leagues, deep leagues, yes. You need to have him in there. I'm not saying start him. I'm saying deep leagues, you've got better options as uh, Christian Kirk. 
<laughs> to me, Christian Kirk is a better option get to, than Trey. Get him to call out. Yeah, every now and then. But uh, to me, Christian Kirk's a better option that's probably not picked up in deeper leagues. Um, but, I mean, I'm just saying for Kamara's stance, strictly Kamara, you know, you've, you've got an entire offense right now in New Orleans, all right? In, in the same sorts that you could say entire offense of the Rams or the entire offense of Kansas City today, all right? You've got a hell of a good running game. You've got a hell of a good passing uh um, running back pass and catching game. You've got a hell of a um, hell of a wide receiver core. Now, <coughs> Kansas City Someone's has Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I've been sick all week. I'm sorry, y'all. Uh, Travis <laughs> Kelsey, you know, they've got a better tight end, Kansas City, than in New Orleans. But you've got an, a complete offense. You know, you've got a good quarterback. Um, and I'm not saying Patrick Mahomes yet is comparable to Drew Brees. I mean, people have compared Baker Mayfield to Brett Favre before they've compared Patrick Mahomes to anything, and that's probably because Patrick Mahomes is different than anything they've ever seen before. But, you know, going on other things, you've, you've got a whole offense of, uh, of people that can score points. And they're probably they're probably saying that, too, because Baker Mayfield did do the exact same pose for the draft that Brett Favre did. So that's also there as well. But, you know, you, you've got to look at it this way. Do not panic on Alvin Kamara. For me, yes, he was my first-round pick, okay? And for a lot of people out there, he was the same. You can't panic on him for one game. If this continues for the next two weeks, then it's time to panic. And that's where I'm leaving that at. Kamara was your first-rounder. You continue to start him, and you continue to roll with it. If you've got Ingram as well in there – I am not afraid to start Ingram and Kamara in the same lineup. I'm not. I'm just not at all. I'm all about boom and zoom. Do what you got to do. It's back. The The flow is back now for the Saints, and I always had the feeling all year long that when Ingram came back, everything was going to form together again. It's like the missing piece of the puzzle. So right now is the time. If you're having struggles with your defense on your fantasy team, and, and you need somebody, the, the Saints are out there. They're available. Go pick them up. Grab them. The someone that drafted them dropped them. Promise you. To help you out, to help you out on that stance. Um, with, with, like you say, like you said earlier, that the defense is stepping up and all that. I don't believe that for a fucking second. They're playing the Redskins, okay? Um, the, you got Alex Smith. You've got Adrian Peterson. Most people can't name the fucking wide receivers running back for that team right now, especially in fantasy sorts. Uh, all right. Paul Richardson, Jamison Crowder. <laughs> so, you, you've got Saints playing the Ravens, the Vikings, the Rams, the Bengals, the Eagles, the Falcons, the Cowboys. I never said they didn't have a too tough of a schedule, but... No, I'm not. I'm saying they've got a schedule. They've got to score goddamn points. They've they got to score they, They're right. So, that's why I'm, I'm reiterating on you on saying don't, don't be scared of Kamara because... Beside of the the Ravens, um, and maybe maybe the Cowboys, depending on what happens in the future, every one of the games of the schedule that the Saints have, they've got to score massive points. All right, that you've you've got the the Ravens that are doing crazy things with Joe Flacco right now. You've got the Vikings. Don't even say nothing about their scoring ability. The Rams, the Bengals, just surprise everybody this year. The Eagles are always going to score points. The Falcons, if they don't play Pittsburgh's defense, the like I said, the boys don't know about. You got the Bucks that can they, they have a hell of an offense. Panthers, Steelers, the Panthers again. They've got to score points to win. 
they're going to have to have multiple touchdowns. Kamara's going to get his touchdowns back. He's going to he's going to he's going to score you twenty points. All right, no doubt for the rest of the season. And it's true. You've got him. Keep him. Hold him. Uh, we I could go on all night about these Saints and and the Redskins. The Monday night game it was great. I still don't really understand what the hell ESPN's doing with their halftime shows. Um, I literally thought Little Wayne was in the dome, and I was really upset. But then I realized it was just a uh, a, a half of the song music video, just like Good Charlotte the week before. I'm, I'm with you there. I don't know where. <laughs> Who sets these things up? Who does this? Time performance. This really? is little, this is ESPN's way of trying to become barstool. <laughs> like that's and they're doing a really shitty job of it, in my opinion. I mean, everybody's trying to troll us these days. I don't get it. I don't really understand it either. But it's neither here nor there. Don't panic on Kamara, guys. And I'm telling you, if you got Drew Brees, get him. If you're in deep leagues, it's Traquan Smith time, and rock and roll with it. Saints are back, baby. All I have to say about that. Back? Where'd they go? Saints defense is back. <laughs> as, as long as as long as Mark John Lattimore is okay. All right, we'll, we'll, see, cool. we'll see about that Saints defense. All right, whenever we'll they play. We got All a right. bye week coming up. We got a bye week coming up, and along with the Saints being on bye, we have the Detroit Lions on bye weeks. So we'll make sure that we can talk about some people you guys can pick up that are on your waiver wires right now. To, to fill these voids that you guys have for this week because bye weeks, as we all know, can be a bitch. We want to make sure that you guys are stacked and ready to continue your winnings so that you can get that big check at the end of the year or that big trophy, whatever the hell you play for. That's what we're here to help you with. So let's go ahead and get into uh, this, this week's, you know, week six lineups. Thursday night, we've got the Eagles that are going to be playing the Giants at MetLife Stadium. What in the fuck? is up with the Giants right now. I have to go ahead and just and throw this out there. Uh, we, we've been talking about how OBJ, um, the puppet show, continues. He's got Sterling Shepard now. Sterling Shepard's got some strings on him. Um, there, there, there's too much shit going on. Uh, I, I think Saquon Barkley is about the only hope at this point that this team has, not for fantasy purposes, but just for morale purposes uh, in, in a whole. Man, I, I, you know, OBJ, he, the, his first touchdown was a throw, and then he follows it up. But it's like, what, what is happening here? Like, wh- when are we going to see some things get back to normal for these Giants? The Eagles are coming to town. Where is this going? My big question is if anybody's listening and they are a 90s baby as me. My biggest question is, is this the beginning <clears throat> of the attitude era of NFL? Um, not so much the attitude on the field, but the attitude off the field. Okay? Off the field, we've had the Le'Veon Bell thing, which, you know, I don't think that it even – I probably shouldn't even bring this up because I don't think it has to do with teams. Okay? But he did, he did tweet a couple things that kind of made it uh, part of this. You've got OBJ. Jalen Ramsey giving out all of his thoughts that are supposed to be, you know, God-worthy by him. You've got Des Bryant and Jerry Jones. You've got Odell saying that he's not getting enough for this and enough of that. And, like, dude, what do you expect, all right? Number one, you can't protect Eli, all right? Number two, you've got, in my opinion, the best rookie running back of the year on your team, 
Um, he's had uh, all five games at 100, 100 plus rushing yards. And you've got a receiving core that is actually worth something. All right. When are we going to see these players understand? When are we going to get wide receivers to understand they're not the quarterback? And and that's that that's the big thing just for the, the NFL side of it. Now look, don't get me wrong, for your fantasy week, Odell did great. He had thirty points, I know, in uh in sleeper leagues uh this week in PPR. So I mean He was like on number three, right? Yeah, I mean I mean he did he did his damn thing. Don't get me I'm wrong. Sorry, he, he was number one. I'm sorry, he was number one. He, he I mean he hundred and thirty one yards he, and a receiving yeah. and a passing touchdown. He got it done. He got it done in fantasy. But PPR he was number one. To continue this, to continue this trend, yeah, you know, we, you know, you look back in the weeks to, to come, you know, first week he had 22 points in one of the leagues that I'm in and sleep on the sleeper app. And then, you know, it just kind of fluctuated between them. So, like, you know, he had the most points he scored all year in this game. Um, it's just, we, in order for this to continue, you've got to continue being a leader on your team. And that's what it all comes down to. Be a leader. Stop with the bullshit and just understand that if you want to win, you need to be able to accept responsibility. Don't be out there blaming everybody else for your problems. Take this in. Morale has so much it's, to it's do with team sport. You're right. It's still a team sport. Exactly. And you have to be able to rally around your team in times of trouble, which obviously these giants are having, even though it doesn't matter on the fantasy spectrum. If you want to have good fantasy production, it always helps to have good team morale. So that's the first thing they need to focus on in New York for the New York football giants. And that's all I have to say about that. For well, I got, I got one more thing to say about that, and it's not really about uh, OBJ, but it's about Eli Manning. I don't ever want to hear you say Little Wayne again. <laughs> Little Wayne. <laughs> Little Wayne. Don't you ever, <laughs> ever say anything about that goat, okay? This podcast is brought to you by the Carter Five. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so on the other side of the ball, we got the Eagles. Um, this is going to be a good matchup. Don't get me wrong. I think Odell is still going to get good numbers. I know right now he's projected around 17 points for this week. Um, if you have Odell, you know that there's no other option but to start Odell. Uh, don't be stupid about it. Um, if if Ed, Evan Ingram, he's been dealing with some issues. If he does come back, I know he was limited. Uh, today in practice, very slow looking out there. But if uh, if if he's not there, Sterling Shepard is 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 really due to have a pretty good game. And then when you look on the other side of this ball, uh, the, mm. yeah, we got to talk about JHI. He's done, guys. ACL, it's it's over. So now it's time to hit that waiver wire up. If you can grab Smallwood or Clement, it is time to hit them. Number one. Claim you're talking. You're talking about priority. Who's number one for you? Is, is it Smallwood? Is it Clement? Which one? Well, I'm gonna go ahead and have to say Corey Clement on this one. When I'm I'll looking, say- when I'm looking at everything, when I'm looking for a pass catcher PPR leagues. He's the guy I'm gonna go with. His biggest game of the year so far was in Week Two against Tampa Bay. He scored 19.50 fantasy points in our sleeper league that I'm in, the 14 teamer. Um, he's only projected nine points. So, I mean, that was the one where he had that pretty big breakout, uh, that catch that he had coming out the backfield. Um, I really think for PPR guys, Clement's somebody you're going to want to look at. 
And now when you look at Smallwood too, I mean, it's just you have to you have to like go ahead and guess here. It's probably going to be a committee. You can't doubt that whatsoever. So I mean, if you can get a hold of either of these guys, um, it's just you're taking the fifty fifty gamble. Uh, when you look at Smallwood, I know Smallwood against Minnesota, he had eighteen points this week. So Clement's got the injury. Yeah, and Clement has the injury, the nagging injury. All right, so let me let me throw a wrench in your bucket. Talking about trading for getting old Shady back. Are you wasting a waiver claim? Do you think it's going to happen? I do not see this happening, to be completely honest. This is hot news right now. I've been seeing updates on this all day, and I've been trying to follow it as well as I can. Would a homecoming be good? Yes, it would be fucking phenomenal. But we have to be realistic here. You know, he's with the Bills. A trade would have to go down. Somebody would have to be given up. I'm not 100% sure who that would be. I know the Bills need a little more wide receiver depth. I mean, could you see somebody like uh, Nelson Aguilar going? Um, Or could you see maybe one of their other running backs like Smallwood or Clement going to Buffalo? You have to kind of take it in there. If there's any wide receiver going, I think Aguilar or maybe a draft pick, first rounder for sure if you're wanting to get McCoy back there. But it all comes down to what does McCoy want to do? That's another thing you have to think about, too, because that's definitely going to be taken in. What does McCoy have? He doesn't really have the choice, but you can't say – you can't sit here and say that Buffalo is not going to ask the man how he feels about it. He's their, he's their leader. Oh, they're not going to ask him. They don't care what he thinks, and they will never – a player getting traded will – they will only – all right, care if they say, like Rob Gronkowski did, and said, if you trade me, I will retire. That's the only time they're going to care because that's the you know, only way a player can stop from getting traded. That's but, it. And, and I get and that. He's not retiring. But with, with, with what he's built there, with what he's been trying to do, I mean, he's obviously he's a leader on that team. He's got an O-line that's not doing anything for him. He's going If he's going to a team – like you, you did say, he might be a little sour, you know, from leaving. All right, he goes back. Might be a little sour about it. He's got an all-pro, in my opinion, soon to be if he's not already an all-pro quarterback, wide receiving core, offensive line that's ready to go. Won a Super Bowl last year. Defense is not showing up as much this year, but hell, he ain't got a defense and. Buffalo anyway, unless they're playing the Vikings. I don't know what. That was a fluke. I don't know how they did that. But why should McCoy say no? I don't get it. I, I don't think he could at this point either. I mean, if he has a chance to go back to where he's from, that's it. But look, right now, that hasn't happened yet. What has happened is Jay Ajayi has a torn ACL. It's time to get to those waivers. Smallwood, Clement. I personally am going to go with Clement on this. You seem to be leaning a little more towards Smallwood. Oh, no, no, no! Don't get me wrong. No, I'm, I'm, I'm Clement all the way. I think that he will be the lead. I don't, I, don't, I mean, I see a committee like you see a committee everywhere. Exactly. Of course, you oh, cannot go wrong with either of these guys. If you can get one of these guys, get them. I think that you can't spend a high waiver claim this week for Smallwood. Well, not, I really not at do all. feel that. And like depending on if you're in a league, yeah. Depending on if all right, so if Clement. And and I'm with Clement, but depending on you know your fab, just watch your fab spending. 
I know a lot of leagues, you're only going to have about $100 worth of fab dollars that you have in there. Just watch it. Don't be too overzealous, only if you're having so much trouble at running back. And there's a couple other guys coming up, too, as well, that we'll get into. And uh, one of them happens to be uh, Mr. Jamal Charles. Actually just got it added to the uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars. They're going to be playing the Cowboys in the afternoon games coming up this Sunday. Um, they've already came out and said that Yeldon's going to be the guy. But when you're looking at Jamal Charles, yeah, he fell off. You know, he, he's maybe not the same as he was in Kansas City. We get that. But if you're in a deeper league, you're having your issues. I personally think Jamal Charles is worth the ad. How do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, the Cowboys haven't done really well against running backs. All right, and you, you, uh, other than uh, other, other than trying to kill 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 the quarterback running back that is Deshaun Watson last week. <laughs> all right, he did. So Yeldon's number one there. It doesn't it doesn't necessarily mean that Jamal Charles is going to come out there and you know. Okay, Adrian Peterson, you know, he's number one there. He he came back out of retirement, got signed, you know, he's number one. And there's no doubt about that, you know. But Jamal Charles, for the ad, if you've got somebody that, you know, say you've got Jay Ajayi and you end up not getting uh, Clement, yeah, you can pick up Jamal Charles and try to to see what happens there. But to me, I don't think Jamal Charles is going to make an immediate impact. And I don't think he will either, but that's why I say, that's why I say deeper leagues, this is somebody that you can look at if you need the depth. And that's only if you need it. I know right now, I was lucky enough in one of my 14 teammates, I drafted Corey Clement. So I have him there on my bench. He's ready. He's been dealing with the injury. I'm ready for him to come back. And I know I have somebody that I can put into either that flex or that running back slot now. And I'll feel comfortable and I'll be happy about it. So I'm completely comfortable with that. Jamal Charles, not so much. But if you are just in desperate, dire need of something, he is worth a start going against the Cowboys defense. We saw what Alfred Blue did last week. Kid looked phenomenal. Um, and now you're looking Charles do not start him at all. He is only going to have four days, four days. Yeah. Four days. That's about it. And they've already said TJ Yeldon's the guy, but like I said, if they're going to be doing the committee, Alfred blue had 19 points against him last week. Alfred blue LSU guy came out. Lamar Miller was hurt. We all saw that, but I mean, 19 <laughs> points was, for Alfred blue. He was basically the lead back. All right, he was yeah, basically he was lead. Out, you know they they threw in the. I think he he called uh, eight for eight. I believe he was eight for eight on his reception. So he got MPPR leads. He got eight points for receptions. So if you take that out, take the eight points out in the standard league, you only got eleven points. So, in my opinion, Alfred Blue is a better running back than Lamar Miller. To me, Yeldon is a better running back than Jamal Charles. And that's today. why I say Jamal Charles, fourteen to sixteen man only. Stick with it. If you're anything lower than that, you don't even. This guy doesn't even need to be on your radar until he proves. That's that's fine, and that's 100 percent okay. That's where I'm at on it, guys. Either listen to me. Or that, that's why me and Jordan do this show because we want to give you two different opinions. You choose who you want to listen to, and we all know you have your favorites out there. So rock on with that. 
Getting in more into these day games, um, you know, I'm going to go ahead and run through them. We're going to kind of pick and choose from some of these players that we're looking at. The Bucks are going to be in Atlanta playing the Falcons. The Steelers are going to be in Cincinnati with the Bengals. Chargers playing the Browns. Bills are going to be in Houston with the Texans. The Bears are going to be playing the Dolphins. Bears are back. Get ready to bear down. Cardinals are going to be playing the Vikings. That's going to be dirty. Uh, Colts are playing the Jets in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Seahawks playing the Raiders, and the Panthers playing the Redskins. And that's your Sunday day games. So when we're going through some of these games right here, one game, just fr- from the top, we'll go ahead and say it, a lot of people that had Jimmy Garoppolo are having quarterback woes. I'm one of those people. Jameis Winston is out there on most waiver wires. These Bucks are playing the Falcons. The Falcons have lost so many key impact players on defense. Winston is worth the pickup. If you do not have him, get out there, pick him up this week. I guarantee you're going to see some good fantasy production out of this guy. You just can't. I feel like you can't go wrong this point. Ah, too. Yeah, and you got Drew Brees on the bye. Go ahead and get you another NFC South guy in there. Winston is someone you definitely need to keep an eye on. Okay, Fitzpatrick's done. The magic is done. It's over. I love how we talked about a couple weeks ago about how week four was going to be the week where we realized if Fitzy was real or not, and it turned out he was not. This Bears defense showed up. They came to play. Fitzmagic was out after the half. Winston came back in, and now we have Winston rolling on out. We're going to see what happens. Um, I personally have had the worst week of fantasy in my entire life. Um, I had Ryan Tannehill with nine points in the Garage Guys Pro League. Um, was so horrible. Start, <laughs> yeah, it was it was rough. And then with Mason Crosby, he had negative four, and we had a correction to zero. I'm I'm glad the correction happened. Don't get me wrong. How was there a correction on the kickers? He missed the kicks. Like what the fuck? I I, I don't really get it either. It went to zero. That's that's on ESPN. Once ESPN takes over, that's not on me anymore. I just go by what they say, and that's where the points are at. Anyway, I lost horrible to Michael Florio this week. To me, if you're looking for a quarterback, Baker Mayfield, man. You know, he's been he's he's been he's been getting picked up. I mean, he's not he's not like heavily picked up, but I mean, he's Baker's been getting around. Just remember, all right. Just remember. Baker Mayfield has only had two and a half, three weeks with the first team. Yeah. All right. Practice. He's had two uh, game and a half, or no, two two and a half games. Two and a half games and a three and a half weeks That's with the first team. So you, you can only look at that getting better and better with his timing, with uh, with uh, Jarvis Landry turning up the uh, the football throwing machine and being able to catch his passes because he throws so damn hard. All right? It's going to get better and better. It really is. The Browns are not going to skunk this year. It really is an upward trend right now, too. I mean, you know, he came in after Tyrod went down with around eight points against the Jets. Then he went to 12 points against Oakland. And now he almost hit 19 fantasy points against Baltimore this week. So there is an upward trend going on with Baker Mayfield. They do have the Chargers coming up this week. I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of a toss-up, uh, so we'll see what happens there. These Chargers can be sneaky at times. Phillip Rivers on his offense, they're going to be doing their thing. This defense, though, 
I mean, we're, we're going to start seeing a lot more testamental coming for Baker. And, and I love that. that his, his schedule is about to get a little bit tougher. Um, and it's going to be falling off a little bit more depending on how Atlanta does in week 10. But the schedule looks pretty, pretty well for Baker. I mean, we got the Chargers coming up. After that, we're going to Tampa Bay. Then we're going to Pittsburgh. And then it's going to be Kansas City in Cleveland in week nine. So there's a lot of games coming up that's really going to be testing Baker. I cannot wait for week nine to see Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield go toe-to-toe. That's going to be one hell of a game. Yeah, they've had a history of uh, some high-scoring games against each other in college, right? They did that. We had an article. Fantasy Guy wrote an article for us. If you if you don't follow Fantasy Guy, follow at FantasyGuy93 on Twitter. One of our awesome writers that we have, he put an amazing piece together about the history of Patrick Mahomes and Baker Mayfield going back to Texas Tech days. Uh, great read. Go check it out on GarageGuysFantasySports.com. But um, he, he that, that article itself got me so hyped up just – for week number nine. I can't wait to see that game happen. But yeah, Baker's a legitimate uh, person you can pick up if you're really, really bad off with quarterback right now, kind of like I am. But another guy that I'm really looking at uh, that's going to be playing these Sunday day games is Sam Darnold. I mean, my God, dude. The Jets beat the Denver Broncos 34-16. to Robbie Anderson finally came back to life. We figured out that Sam Darnold does not discriminate discriminate against drunk drivers. So um, he, uh, he, he had that ball in the end zone for the guy. Um, he looked great. He had around 24 fantasy points in the pro league. So, I mean, this, this, I mean with this Colts defense the way it is, I mean, I, I would definitely look at maybe streaming him this week. He seems like a guy that can get it done. He's got Robbie Anderson, Quincy Enumwa. Um, Isaiah Crowell has been balling. I did not see this coming for the Jets. Oh, man, he's been doing amazing. The Crow. The Crow is flying high. It, th- this is one of those th- these rare years where I love seeing these rookie quarterbacks come out and they're just they're looking so poised and professional. And it's just like, you know, we have our next wave of quarterbacks now, and this is the guys that we're going to have for the next 15 to 20 years possibly. So it's looking great. Darnold's uh, a streamer in my opinion. Do you feel like he has earned streamer status? Yeah, I think so. I'm with you on that one. So Darnold's another good streamer you can have for quarterback if you've had the woes at quarterback like Chase has. Um, And this Denver defense last week, oh, my God, we have to talk about it. So negative two points. Like, I literally got crushed by Michael Florio. Um, I'm now going – It's better to not play a defense than it is. um, It's just, you know, just – What I will say is this. I have learned do not – don't ever take what you think is going to be a sure bet. Always keep in mind that some crazy shit could happen because that is exactly what happened. That shit this happened. Whole year has been crazy shit. The point yeah. scored this year has just been in, immaculate. And like we talked about in earlier episodes about it, it's whether it's not the the, uh, the rule changes. Uh, I don't know if it's rule changes anymore. It, it didn't seem like we've seen a whole lot of hits that were questionable this week um, on the quarterbacks. But, I mean, that doesn't equate to fantasy points. It doesn't always equate to fantasy points. Um, And fantasy points have been up. We've seen the scores up, you know, which could a flag could do that. Um, But fantasy points, man, it's just been – it's been immaculate this year. Crazy, crazy amount of points. And I don't know if it's just that. I don't know if defenses are just sleeping this year. I don't know if, you know, everybody expected it to be a big 
uh, running back year, and then it turned up to be a big wide receiver year. Um, that's exactly what's happening too. And like, I love that. And like, we, 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 we threw up that possibility, you know, you never really know what's going to happen at the beginning of the year, but now we know that this is just an, an insane year. I love every minute of it. It's high flying, high scoring, most overtime games. And one other interesting fact about this week or last week, actually in week five, there were only three teams that were the away teams that won. Every other home team won their games. That's a pretty dope like statistic right there. Like it was, it, this was a big like week five was a big week for the home team. So we'll, we'll see if they can follow that up in week six. Uh, there, there's a lot of work to be done. Um, there's a lot of teams that are going to be playing at home that really need to, to step up um, and really kind of get their game flowing. One of these teams uh, is the Raiders. Man, I uh, you know with John Gruden being there and Mari Cooper. You know, kind of being on and off. Derek Carr, the same. You know, they're going against the Seahawks defense, completely depleted. I mean, this is easily a matchup where I could see some people taking the Raiders. Pretty simply, they, they need to win. They're hungry. They want it. Um, Seahawks, on the other hand, I, I read some news today that, that Doug Baldwin was actually healthy, but they're just not playing him. I I, I don't really get it. I don't know if you if you see any any much about it, but um, it was uh, it's just one of those things where it's like you know Tyra Lockett's been doing great. He's kind of stepped up in that role, um, but John Gruden sucks this year. Yeah, I mean, I did think that John. I mean, I, I'm not I'm not scared of him. I'll say it. He's not he's not doing it. He's not old John. Big money. Big money. He got paid way too much money. Big some player. Chip Kelly shit. Some Chip right. Kelly shit. Jack Del Rio did better. Just saying. Look, I mean, last week, Doug Baldwin was only targeted one time for one yard. That was it. You know, and he has all these these knee concerns that are happening, but they're really great. I get that. Tyra Lockett's really been the guy to show off. So, you know, if you have Doug Baldwin, now may be the time to, to maybe work a trade. Try to see what else you can get for him. It's just it's not looking like the flow is happening for Seattle, um, and especially going up against this game, they know how hungry Oakland is for a win. So, kind of take this time right now to maybe see about trying to pull Lockett to your team. Lockett's looking like he's becoming more of that guy. It really does suck what happened with Disley. Um, so, I mean, like the the Seahawks have always been a team to step it up either this time of year or in a couple of weeks. And I, I feel like whenever it gets down to nitty-gritty and they get, it gets time closer to not making the playoffs or making the playoffs, they really step up. The, the off, they have, I mean, they, they've had one of the most consistent offenses, as far as I know, in a couple of years, you know, with, with Lockett, uh, Baldwin. Uh, they've had inconsistencies at the uh, running back position. But I feel like Lockett, uh, he, he's been consistent the last couple of years. Very much so, and and I have him on my bench, and I don't give him enough credit myself. I, I feel like I should be playing him more, but w- when I have Josh Gordon there in that flex every week, and especially this week coming up, I know those Patriots can be playing those Chiefs, and just like Fancy Stoner says, that Chiefs defense has more holes than a slice of Swiss cheese, man. Well, they they, they didn't have very many holes this last week. It, it kind of it, it's kind of going more to Colby defense Jack now. All right, defense We're, won the yeah. game. We're going more to Colby Jack now against the Jags. 
So maybe some some shit's tightening up. And this is this is one of those things that I'm looking at this week. This is going to be the game of the week, obviously for me personally. I don't know much about for you, but you know this Sunday night game coming up is going to be huge. This is going to be a telltale sign if we're seeing a new champion rising in the AFC, somebody that can actually take on the Patriots and get ahead of them and get to the bowl above them. It's It's been time. I'd love to see it happen. All credit to Tom Brady. You're the GOAT. We get it. You know, you got all your Super Bowl rings lined up. Your whole hand's covered with diamonds glistening, shining. I want to see somebody new take this AFC. Yeah, I agree with you. It, it, it's, the, it's just that time. So, you know, if, you, if you've got any of these Kansas City guys, you already know to fire them up. That's not any new news at all. But going back to, to last week's game against the Jaguars, you know, you know, he Patrick Mahomes threw his first interception. That's something right there you have to look at. He's human after all. Um, that that went down. You can't expect anybody to get a whole season not throwing one. It, it would have been amazing. Some people actually did, though. You'd be very surprised. I've heard multiple people saying, oh, he's going all year. He, he's not going to throw one interception. I'm like, okay, all right, we'll see. Oh, I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> you know, he, he's going to make uh, mistakes. I mean, it, 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 you can't you can't expect anybody to go 16 games. I don't think it's ever happened. I'm I'm 99.99% sure it's never happened. So, no. And when it does happen, we will be seeing the second coming of Jesus Football Christ. So that will be a completely different story. That guy should be owned by every fantasy team, whatever year he decides to emerge. Um, and he will probably be the next Johnny Unitas. So we'll see how that rolls out. But these Jags this week coming up, you know, they're, they're going to be having them a little bit of a, of a fun time. We've already kind of covered the Cowboys game. I think that, I think they're going to bounce back. I think Boros bounces back this week. A bit of a fun time against the boys. The boys in Dallas too. So I can't wait to watch them. Yeah, I, I've already it does something, you know, you know, they use him a little bit. I'm already calling the Jags a lock on this week, so that's that. I'm done with that one, and um, it's going to be fun to watch. I'm excited the Bears are coming back. I have to talk about them. The defense is back. I streamed the Denver last week. I've already reiterated that. Negative two. So glad to have them off of my fucking team. It's Bears season all again, and I don't have to worry about picking up another defense the rest of the year. Mac attack is going to be all over Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill and, better get him a fucking bubble wrap suit. And I'm so glad I don't have to worry about Tannehill either anymore. I, I, even if I don't get the guy that I'm going for on the waiver wire this week, Tannehill will not be in my lineup. Um, these Bears are hungry. These Bears are showing it. They want to be the king of the NFC North. Um, it, it's been too long. Khalil Mack has made this team just really piece together well. Um, you know, I, I want to see Tariq Cohen continue what he did. I don't, I don't really, I don't really think it's going to be that kind of a week again, though. For Tariq, in all honesty, um, I, I'm trying to do what I can to to figure out some things because I have Kamara on a bye, and I have Duke Johnson. So in the pro league, it's looking a little scarce for me. I think that Jordan Howard is going to be able to bounce back this week and um, kind of refill that role against the Dolphins. But the Dolphins have a pretty decent defense against the pass. So I'm not too heavy on Trubisky. If you're streaming quarterbacks, 
I don't think Trubisky's going to have a fantastic week. I think this is all going to be more run and defense base. But I think Howard does bounce back this week. So if you have Jordan Howard, hopefully you haven't panicked by now. Hopefully you still have him on there. Don't don't give up just yet. We still have a little more time. If we if we start seeing Matt Nagy getting that ball spread around, doing more of the crazier shit that he has been doing, then maybe it is time to look more into Tariq Cohen reaching out to that owner, trying to make a trade happen because it is trade season. And it's going to be trade season all throughout October into the middle of November. So if you're having a bad year, get your trades in now. Have you have, have, The only trade I know that me and you have made, we, we did the Cooks for the Gordon trade. And, um, yeah, thanks, Cooks. What a good goose egg. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, exactly. So let, let's talk about that a little bit. So uh, Him and Cooper Cup, they say uh, they, the, the co-head coach says that they're going to play. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. They both got a concussion last week against the Seahawks. Um, and, and the defense, man, they, they gave up a good bit of points. You know, I mean, it, it's going to happen. You're going to have your games like that. This defense looks great on paper, and they have looked great on the field as well. But you're, there, there's still human beings out there, and there's always going to be that one toss-up game. I think that we've seen the last of that, though. I think this Rams defense is for real. Um, you know, Sean McVay knows what the hell is he's doing out there. Wade Phillips is a hell of an incredible defensive mind. And, and we're going to continue to see this defense progress. I've already pretty much had them as a lock for the NFC Super Bowl uh, represent, representative so uh, go ahead if you will. I, I really wait, wait, I, say that. Wait, what? I think that the Rams are going to be the uh, NFC Super Bowl representative, if you will. You're hundred percent on that. I, I'm feeling it. I think it's going to be the Saints and the Rams. I hate to have to say it that way, um, but I think these Rams are going to pull through, and I think that they are going to be the ones. Why did you, you have to sneak that in there? I, I just I had to. Why you had to sneak that in there like I, that? I, I call it like I see it. I call it like I see it. I got to be realistic. Got to be fantasy wise, and I have to be realistic about this team, man. They they are the real deal. They are the real deal, um, and and I really think that right now we all know it's going to be Kansas City and the Rams if the season ended today. We still have a lot more football oh, yeah, to play. We, we still have a lot more football left to play, but I think these Rams are going to be—they're they, going to be in the NFC Championship. The Kansas City Chiefs will be in the AFC Championship, and whatever other teams are there, we'll see how it plays out. I just really hope that like, I, I don't want to get my heart too built up for these Saints to get to the bowl. I really don't because of what happened last year. I'm still haunted by it. What's going to stop Saints? Stephon Diggs? Oh, he ain't gonna be there. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, these Vikings this week—they got the Cardinals. Look, look, they will be in the playoffs. Uh, uh-uh. they got the Cardinals this week. I think they're gonna be a good lock. But, but let let's. I, I, speaking of the Vikings, I do want to go ahead and give some credit. Do you guys realize that Adam Thielen is the number one fantasy wide receiver, number one wide receiver right now in the NFL? Can can, can, they, can, can you give that man a round of applause? Everybody thought that Stefan Diggs was going to be the number one. And it was just like, uh-uh, no. No. I'm loving every minute of it. Oh, um, you know, his story is great. I mean, he came from nothing. Undrafted. Oh, yeah. Undrafted. It's, it's going to be amazing. 
It's going to be amazing. And one other one other receiver that came back this week, too, that has potential to kind of do some of the things that Thielen does is Julian Edelman. And before we even get to talking about this cat, I've got to go ahead and play one of our voicemails. Uh, this is from uh, Billy in South Alabama. Had us a question real quick. So let's go ahead and see what Billy had to say. Hey, fellas, this is uh, Billy from South Alabama, a roll tide. Um, this is Julian Edelman, fella. Uh, y'all think he's going to be able to come back and have a good season with the Patriots? Uh, just uh, love the show, love what y'all are doing, and uh, roll the inside. Well, Billy, um, it looks like you are on the wrong fucking show. We don't really talk about a lot of college here with shit. Um, but yes, Billy, uh, Julian Edelman is definitely back. He is definitely going to be a huge impact, uh, with the Patriots. And this week, I think he is going to have a lot of fantasy points against Kansas city. Yes. Like we talked about earlier, the defense did look great against the Jaguars this past week, but it is the Jaguars. This is the Patriots. It's a little bit different. But, yes, Billy, I, I hope to God if you have Julian Edelman, you haven't dropped him yet. And um, hopefully you're not one of those people that think Nick Saban should be the uh, the coach for the Patriots because it obviously sounds like you definitely think they should be. Well, he has good right to say that because Nick Saban learned everything that he knows from Bill. So, Billy, Billy Bell. You know, Edelman coming back is something that, you know, I thought personally that – uh it wasn't going to be that impactful because I had more faith in uh, in Chris Hogan. I really did. I thought that he was going to be way more consistent this year. Um, if that wasn't the case, obviously, uh, James White kind of took over that offense. Um, Edelman coming back at the same sense. I thought that Edelman coming back just this week. I know. I, I guess I should wait till the you know the Kansas City game. But you know, I thought the Gronk's production was going to go up because they'd stop double covering Gronk. But let's all be truthful here, okay? One thing about the Patriots that you'll always know is that you never fucking know, okay? You never know what Bill's strategy is going to be. He will do something every play that you did not see coming. He will try to win games in crazy ways. He, he will march Tom Brady down that field and, and, and score touchdowns and win games in ways that you never thought it was going to be. So I don't know what to say about the Patriots, and that's just the way I feel about it. They, it's just you know what you, you said. You're not sure what Belichick's going to do, but you say it all the time. He's going to take out the playmaker. The only problem is when you have a team that doesn't have one true set playmaker. What the hell are you going to do? You do have one, and in this game, this matchup this week, you do. That's T.Y. Yeah. Hill. That's Tyreek Hill, not T.Y. Hill. Shit, no, what am I no, saying? You're wrong. You're wrong. Patrick Mahomes? Mahomes. All right, so you look at, uh, who can I say? Let's start with uh, Fitz. Fitz Magic, you know, all he was doing. How'd he get shut down? Oh, they rushed the passer. They rushed the shot. So that right. defense is going to have to be working overtime. Offensive line. It's going to have to be working overtime because I feel like Bill Belichick, and I'm saying I don't know what he's going to do for me. I feel like he's going to pressure the shit out of Patrick Mahomes, blitzing all the time, try to take him out the game. Because 
you can't stop Kelsey Hill, um, Sammy, and Cream Hunt. You, you can't stop them all. It's too fast paced. It's too fast paced, yeah. and Mahomes can hit anybody he needs. Yeah. So you're going to have to figure out a way to dial up some really good blitzes to get him back. You cannot let him go east and west. If Patrick Mahomes goes east and west, he'll throw it with his left hand, okay? Let's, let's be honest. He'll throw it with his left hand and make shit happen. Call me uh, you bullish. you got to get him to go south. If you can get him to go south, I think that you're going to find um, you know, a couple of passes that don't make the line of scrimmage. And and maybe even a couple of sacks. Look. But you got to get past the Kansas City offensive line, though. That is true. But call me bullish. I think Kansas City has this one in the bag. I think they're going to continue their undefeated streak, and they're going to win this game against the Patriots. I, I completely agree with you. If he doesn't dial up enough blitzes, and you know his guy that normally dials up his blitzes is now coaching in Detroit. So, <laughs> Very true, very true. Bill is a defensive genius, all right? He is. Where he started off, wasn't uh, Not started off. But we saw Matt made- Patricia. We, we, it is, and we saw Matt Patricia beat the Patriots this year, too. So that was all. That was awesome to see. I hate to be so hatred towards the Patriots, but it's just like I'm tired of seeing them win. It's, but it's I, okay because they're not the best. <laughs> no, so, not at all. Okay. If you ever wanted to be a fucking Pats hater, this year is the year because they are not the best out there. This is your year. Speaking of not the best out there, but potential to be great, one of these afternoon matchups that I'm kind of looking forward to watching is going to be the Ravens playing the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Tennessee Titans team is a dark horse team. They're finding ways to win. Yes, they got beat by the Bills last week. I get it. It's one point. Who gives a shit? You're going to have some crazy, wild shit like that happen from time to time. Um, I think the Titans bounce back this week. I think Corey Davis is is he's going to be very contested. But I think Deion Lewis is going to have a hell of a game. I'm seeing this happening. Uh, Deion Lewis has definitely proved himself to be the man. I felt that he was going to be the man all year. Be on the lookout for this game. If you have Deion, get him fired up. Feeling. That's it. Hooked on. Got a feeling. All right, that it's going to be Derrick Henry. You've got a feeling it's going to be Henry. It's got. It's time. You know, like the players that you just, you just, you just hope that they're going to do really well, and you plan for them to do really well, and then they just shit it up for five weeks. Well, it's got to be time. Like, what, what is going on, man? I, I just, you know, I, I said it myself. When you have somebody like Deion Lewis coming in to this team, you know, you can kind of do anything and everything you want with him. Derrick Henry, they, they just they don't have the faith in him, obviously. They, 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 don't, they don't let him do enough, and they've tried, and he just has not been able to really pull through the way they thought he could. So at this point, you have to be able to say, you know, we have this other guy, we have Deion Lewis. Yes, he's like a whole, like, half a sub shorter than the foot long on the team, if you want to get technical with the size chart or whatever. But sub, he's a full sub. Yeah, no, Derrick Henry's a full sub. Yeah. Deion Lewis is, is, is six inch for sure. He's he's a six inch uh combo meal, subway. I was talking about Derrick Henry being a full twelve inches taller than him. Oh yeah. Well oh yeah. Yeah, yeah he's like a, he's like a sub and a half. 
you have to be realistic here. But yeah, but but you know, tallness doesn't win games. Tallness doesn't get you where you need to be. It's all about your agility and your ability to get in the end zone. And that's what Deion Lewis has kind of been showing this year. And they they've been having a little more faith in him. Um, so I mean, I, I think this is going to be a game. The Ravens have a, a pretty decent defense. You can't lie on that. You can't knock it. But at the same time, their offense just not show up. Um, they, they're here from time. Crabtree dropped so many passes last week, which was so upsetting. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper only had one reception last week. I think he only had one reception. I'm not 100% certain, but I can find out. But I while we're finding that out, I just uh, – I just, I, I think that the Titans are somebody you really need to be watching out for. Um, they are one of these teams that could really sneak up on you. They could do some crazy stuff. And I think this week they're going to bounce back. Uh, it looks like Amari Cooper had two fantasy points last week. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> was it look- yeah, it was a one reception for 10 yards. <laughs> for 10 yards. That's it. I thought so, yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's game. So, Amari Cooper is back. Amari Pooper. Amario Kart, banana peels everywhere. So- <laughs> Pooping out them cheeseburgers because he hung out with Eddie Lacey and got fat last year. It's over. So Monday night, <laughs> young guy with Eddie Lacy. <laughs> Monday night. Speaking of speaking of old Packers, uh, Packers are going to be uh, played in Lambeau Field against the Forty ers This was the, the the Monday night matchup. They thought Garoppolo was going to be there. It was going to be a hot game. Now we have C.J. Beathard. Um, you know, he's doing his damn thing with George Kittle. You can't lie about that. Him and Kittle. Two flags on him for roughing the passer. I don't know. But this. It'll happen. All right. We'll see. We'll see. When I'm looking at this matchup, I've had, you know, I have a guy I was talking with this week. He's a big Packers fan. You call him our, our Packers insider. He was talking a little bit about this game coming up, and he really feels like – and he's a huge Packers fan, by the way. Go Pack Go. He's, he's all in. He thinks the 49ers are going to win this game, and I think they can if they're leaning heavily on C.J. Beathard's connection with George Kittle. George Kittle has been producing like a mofo. That the 49ers will lose because the Packers will do nothing but go for two-point conversions. Dude – Right now, I mean, it, it's possible. It's possible, but they have so much injury depth with the Packers right now. Um, but I, I'm what's that, weird guy? what's that weird guy's name? Uh, One that got touchdown pass. Valquez. Uh, I can't even say it. I can't even say it. But y'all know what I'm talking about. We're, we're we're about to figure this out. We're about to figure this out. It's, no, I, I really can't say it though. I can't. I can't say his name. Oh, it's 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 very different. It's very different. Uh, Marque- Marquez Valdez Scanting. Scantling. Yeah, yeah really Scantling. weird. Had about 19 fantasy points on DraftKings. Um, oh, receiver last week. Yeah, 19 points. 19 fantasy points is what he put up. Um, full, full, full transcript. Uh, guy had 68 receiving yards, one touchdown, seven receptions. Not a bad day. For Marquez Valdez Scantling, um, yep, you got about you got Geronimo Allison coming back. That if but you do, if he's on the waiver. 
you need to be starting Geronimo Allison this week. We're not talking about Devontae Adams last week, though, man. I mean, yeah, Devontae Adams did what Devontae Adams does. All right, he, he finally he he, yeah, he yeah. finally got those big big numbers. I mean, he's been yeah. producing good. Don't get me wrong. He's you know, been consistent. He's been consistent, but finally getting those big numbers where he was drafted, his draft position. You know, I had him ranked really high in the beginning of the year. I thought he was going to do some fantastic stuff, and he's he's doing his normal thing. But <laughs> this a little bit. Geronimo Allison took away a little bit, and so did Jimmy Graham. I, I, I thought it would happen, but I thought it would be Jimmy Graham and Devontae, not Jimmy Graham, Devontae, Geronimo Allison, and Randall Cobb. You know, I didn't think it would be all of them. No, not at all. And and it's just the way that it happened, and then with Mason Crosby doing his fucking shit, it really just hurt my nerves to the core. Um, Wait, did you start him or something? What? Did you start him? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I started him with Denver's defense, and I had Austin Safarian Jenkins as my tight end with zero points in the goose egg. He's now an injured reserve, by the way. So if you have him, it's time to go look somewhere else. One guy that I'm actually looking at for tight end, and I and I, did very well. He He really did. He showed up. Seven receptions, 65 yards. He was number six tight end last week, so that's something to really look at there, too. Yeah, you can't you can't get too, too pissed off about that. He's somebody that you can definitely maybe see that happen. He's going to be – He has to be very pissed. He's going to be there the rest of the year, obviously. Uh, also, Safarian Jenkins has a core muscle. He had surgery. Um, he, he's pretty much, you know, he, he's, out, he's out the bag. I mean, I, and Fournette gonna hit the hit the strip clubs up. They're gonna hit the strip clubs. Uh, they might see Le'Veon Bell there. Tell him the way. You know what I mean? We're not 100 percent sure if he's gonna see Bell there, but you may see Bell there. So just keep that in mind. Only if there's a whole bunch of ugly bitches. Uh, I mean, I think that's this is kind of what Le'Veon Bell likes. He likes the the chunky butts. He's all about the <laughs> chunky butts. Like he likes a little bit of cottage cheese, you know, going down with what he has. So, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. You know what I mean? I, I mean, it, it's, I guess it's all about what 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 you want. I guess don't really yeah. don't really know what else to say about that. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna steer clear of that. But um, you sound uncomfortable. Yeah, I mean, I mean, there's just you know he he like he likes those butts, man. I don't know. He likes he likes those moon butts. We'll call them moon butts. Fantasy, yeah, back to fantasy. Enough moon butts. So, you know, th- those are some of the guys that I- I'm really kind of looking into this week. And you know, guys, I hope that uh, w- with some of this information, I mean, it's just been like I said, it's, it's continuing to be a crazy year. The year is going to continue to be crazy. It's not going to stop. Is there anything else that you have before we let our listeners get ready to prep for week number six, Jordan? Nah, I'm good. You good on that? Yeah, I'm good. Where can they follow you this week? Where can they follow me this week? Follow me on the road not taken. On the road not taken. And what fantasy player would that be? Fantasy player? Donald Trump. Donald Trump? (laughs) Yo. Fantasy world sometimes. That's all I can say. 
All right. Well, I, I, other than the the fantasy politics spectrum, what what is one fantasy player that is not on the that's on the road not taken that you could give to somebody to maybe start this week? Just somebody off the top of your head. You're talking about putting putting a dude on the spot. All right, like, like straight up on the spot. Why are you gonna do me like that, man? I mean, what else, what other way should we do it? I'm gonna say Buck Allen. Buck Reason Allen. Reason Buck Allen is one of like six or six, I think it's five or six running backs to get the ball handed off within the five-yard line five times already this year. Very true. Very true. I can, I can definitely go with that one. Um, road not taken, fantasy player. I'm putting myself on the spot just because of that. Um, you to put yourself on the spot after you already put me on the spot. You had time while I was on the spot. You know what I mean? No, I didn't have any time. Actually, I'm not looking up anything right now. You, you mean you know I keep my I keep my laptop on deck, but I'm not even gonna look. I'm gonna put myself on the spot, and I'm gonna just go Bilal Powell this week for some reason against this Colts <laughs> defense. I think Bilal Powell is going to outproduce Isaiah Crowell. Throw him in a DFS lineup. I'm not gonna tell you to put him in your in your in your your normal lineup DFS lineup. Throw him in there. All right, that sounds good. So that's where I'll leave it at, guys. You know you can follow me at Garage Guy Chase on Twitter and on Instagram. Follow me at Garage Guy Chase everywhere. That's where I'm at. You can follow us together as one at Garage Guys FS on Twitter. Also at Garage Guys FS on Instagram. Uh, hit up the Garage Fan. Be a part of the Garage Fan. Again, if you want great stats and you want a new way to help you win at DFS, go check out StatRoute.com. Use our promo code GarageGuysFF to get 25% off your order. Do that today. Thanks again for listening, guys. Thanks for being a part of the Garage Fam. We'll see you next week for Week 7. Sports, party, repeat. Repeat. <laughs>